On today's thrilling episode of There Will Be Crossbows, James forms an underground indie niche rock band. A beloved childhood toy comes to life and John accidentally murders it. And both James and John are going to rub up on you. All that and more on today's episode of There Will Be Crossbows. And the beastly horn approach the castle gates as a ruinous multitude of malice. But the king was prepared. For the blue wizard had warned him. There will be danger. And there will be crossbows. Hello and welcome to There Will Be Crossbows, the improvised long-distance podcast. My name is James and I'm one of your two hosts. This week's theme is velvet. Mmm, so soft. To get the full impact out of today's theme, I would suggest listening to this podcast while wearing a really soft bathrobe, smoking a cigar, maybe doing a line of cocaine. In fact, in general, I think you're going to enjoy this podcast more the more you do cocaine. So that's just something to keep in mind for the future. Let's get the ball rolling by giving my co-host John a call. Hey, John, do I have you? Hello, James. Your voice got deeper this week. What happened? Yes, I'm trying something out. It's a new persona. It's more smooth and seductive. It just sounds like you when you try to act, John. So it's not more smooth or seductive to you? No, it's both. It just has a little bit of artifice to it. I think it would work well on the stage. I'm a little unnerved by it in normal conversation. You're not the first to have told me that. I've not received good feedback, James. Where have you been doing trial runs of your new persona, John? Mostly in the park at night. That might be your problem. I think it would kill at the grocery store. I should try this at the grocery store. You're right. Pardon me. I have desperate need of a cantaloupe. Right away, sir. They're nestled snugly in aisle four. I shall be waiting you at the register with a paper bag. Oh, that's creepy. Why would you do that to me, James? What? You didn't like my version of your persona? That's what I sound like? I am left deeply disturbed. I, have I been doing this to people? Apparently, you have. And apparently, you've been doing it at night in parks. There's so many things wrong with the situation. Okay, I, I have to stop immediately. I, I thought I was doing a public service. I thought it would convey a little bit of authority or, 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 or something. You know, like, the park is closed past 10 p.m. Instead of just like... The park's closed past 10 p.m. I wonder why you're enforcing the park's opening hours. Do you work for the park, John? No, I don't. This is all part of my personal mission to help the defund the police movement. Why should the police be in charge of enforcing park hours? They've got real work to do. I'll just stand there and I'll be like, pardon me, the park is closed past 10 p.m. for your own safety. All right, let me get this straight. You're trying to help our police situation by establishing vigilante authoritarianism and doing it all smoothly and seductively. It's the most American thing I could possibly do. I think you're on the wrong side of history, John. I think right now we need total anarchy. I think in the least smooth, least seductive voice possible, you should sit outside the park at night and say, come on in boys, the park's open for business all hours of the day. No holds barred, any activities allowed here. Suck all the dick you want! You want some drugs? I've got them right here. I'll throw them in the air. There's more in the pinata on that tree. Everybody on the dead pot! 
compile. See, all of this sounds really great to me, James. I don't want to be the one to have to tell people no. You know me. I like to say, hey, yeah, go do whatever you want. Let's take this one step further, as we are wont to do, and open the actual Anarchy Park somewhere between Kansas and Chicago. Iowa? Perfect. We're going to Denison, Iowa. We're opening up Anarchy Park, and the whole theme is everything's allowed here because fuck the police. That's great. You know, they had an anarchy park up in Portland for a while, and then some people got shot and they shut it all down. Oh, that was one of those pop-up anarchy parks I heard about. Yeah, surely things won't go awry if we have a permanent anarchy park. Right, I mean, we would get all the proper permits and licenses and things like that. That's really odd for an anarchist. I was sort of hoping we could open an anarchy park, but still remain tight bureaucrats. Maybe... Maybe charge an admission and we can make an anarchy park and do it in a capitalist way. Absolutely. And make the tickets really expensive so it uh, kind of plays into the oligarchy as well. It has way more thought put into it than just my plan of show up at the park and try to talk in an authoritative manner. Yeah, you're just practicing recreational fascism. Well, that's what all the most powerful people are doing nowadays. So I thought, why not join in? John, right now, I think a lot of the powerful people are the ones creating all of our problems. I don't think you want to be on the same side as a lot of the powerful people in this country right now. Now, I had heard that, but I thought that was just like leftist grumblings. Let's make a dedicated section in Anarchy Park just for leftist grumblings. Do you think that setting up strict boundaries between sections is what we should do in an Anarchy Park? Yeah, and your ticket is a color-coded ticket that you know, you've paid for certain sections that you can get into and you're absolutely not allowed in the other ones. And we have armed guards at the borders of the different sections of the park just to make sure you don't overstep your bounds. I like it. It's, it's anarchy, but with clear rules as to how to behave. So there's only one section of the park where you get to play with the dead possums. Another one where, you know, oral sex up the wazoo. Usually oral sex does not take place up the wazoo, James. All right, fine. I'll, uh, I'll rethink blowjob waterfall. And just as an added bonus, I can stand at the gate and I can say, Anarchy Park closes at 10 p.m. Well, I can make you pants out of any of these fabrics. Generally, we're looking for a couple complimentary colors, uh, something that would really pop when you're up at the altar. And uh, I'm, I'm up for whatever you think looks good. I can show you options. I want the I want the pants. I want them made completely out of rubies and emeralds. Rubies down the one leg, emeralds down the other leg. Perhaps some diamonds for the crotch area. I'm hearing what you're saying, and I really like it. So, um, you're inspired by the fully saturated colors of precious gems. That's a wonderful place to start. Um, that kind of emerald green and ruby red can look really stunning together. Got to be careful. It could come out like Christmas. Let me show you this. This is a, uh, this is velvet. This is a red velvet uh, pant leg. This, is that kind of the ruby you're imagining? Oh, I like it. I like it. The king only gets married once. You have to do it in style. Red velvet for one of your legs. And the other one, I have this sequin dark green uh, fabric. That's, that's good. We're heading, we're heading the right direction. Although I should tell you, the king doesn't wear anything that has just been hanging around for a while. We're going to take what you've got. And we're going to kick it up to the next level. That sounds wonderful. What, what did you have in mind exactly? I think within the fabric itself, underneath the two layers of the fabrics, we put in live snakes all writhing around so that the garment comes to life. 
I hear what you're saying. And once again, I'm not going to assume that it's literal. I assume that you're talking in very colorful imagery, which I'm supposed to be inspired by. So um, you want movement. So the way we cut the pant legs can make this kind of ripple effect. So when you walk, the wind kind of, you know, blows them around. So they look like they're almost moving. Is that what you had in mind? I would never have come up with that on my own. All I think is moving things, snakes. Can you make it look like there are snakes under there? If not, can you put snakes under there? If not, can you make it change color when the wind blows? If not, can you make it completely invisible during certain angles? I just have to say, I have always loved collaborating with you on your various royal garbs because you give me these, these really vibrant images to work off of. And I just feel like creatively, there's so much I can do with it. Do you want to check in with your queen-to-be and make sure that she's all right with such a, how do I say this, such a loud look? I don't want you to take away from what she's going to be wearing on the wedding day. This is a competition, you see, and as the king, I intend to win. Against your wife on her wedding day? You establish a win early on, a strong win that carries you through many, many years. I feel like I should come clean then. I've been meeting with the queen on developing her wedding dress and it is literally going to be on fire. New plan, I'm wearing the wedding dress. Shall I just surprise her on the day of by revealing that I've given away her wedding dress and she can wear a potato sack to look homely in comparison? As long as you can make it look like there's snakes under the fire. Today's episode of There Will Be Crossbows is brought to you by Velvet Ants. You got an ant problem? We can help. Sean's Extermination Services in Leewood, Missouri is now offering velvet ant replacement services. We'll go straight to the colony and swap out your ants with soft, decadent velvet ants. You won't want to squish them. You'll want to pet them and marvel at your life of luxury. Any old doofus can have regular ants, but you, you got velvet ants. That's real nice. Now you may be asking, why should I make my existing ants nicer rather than just eliminate my ant problem entirely? Isn't it still gross to have ants of any kind in my house? And if I try to pet the velvet ants, won't that be likely also to squish them? Well, why don't you stop asking so many fucking questions and either buy my velvet ants or not already? I'll give you 10 seconds to decide. Nine. Eight. Time for an Amazon product review, y'all. This week, James sent me a unisex full-length hooded robe cloak. It's giant. It covers your head. It covers your feet. It splays out on the ground. I cannot tell you. This is all of my goth teenage dreams come true in one little package. James, you don't know how happy you've made me. This is the beginning of some good times. I put that sucker on, and what do you know? I fucking disappeared. It's an invisibility cloak. Oh, my inner Harry Potter nerd is so excited. And my outer Harry Potter nerd is fucking invisible. Oh, shenanigans times. You know the first thing anybody does when they get an invisibility cloak? That's right. They go back behind the scenes at Walmart to see what goes on back in the warehouse room. Oh, let me tell you, it is off the hook back there. And by off the hook, I mean there is nothing hung up. There's just crap thrown everywhere. Time to head to some of my favorite restaurants for a surprise health inspection. They cannot prepare for the inspection they did not see coming. 
stepped right on out of the Walmart parking lot and got hit by a fucking car. Apparently they didn't see me and I was too excited about getting to Panera. I forgot to look and was injured in a low speed collision in the Walmart parking lot. Now I'm laying here in extreme pain in the Walmart parking lot. Low groans are escaping from my lips, but nobody can see me because I'm freaking invisible and I'm on the side of the parking lot. Three people have hit me with their carts. They don't seem to even know I'm here, even though each time I was like, oh. So apparently this is where I die. And if Harry Potter were here, the same thing would have happened to him. Magic and the real world do not mix well. Five stars for this incredible product, which I'm sure, if I survive, will have many, many more adventures with me. Dad, I cannot find my stuffed animal. Uh, do you want me to look for it? I would like your assistance in looking for it. When was the last time you saw it? It was here with me when I drifted off to sleep earlier in the evening. Is it the one I put my cocaine in? It is the cocaine rabbit, yes. I gave it away. This makes me very sad. I put drugs in some of your stuffed animals. People need drugs. I give them your stuffed animals. So, uh, I'm sorry. I'm a bad father. What do you want me to do? I would like for you to address the situation of being a bad father. I would think that I would be more important than your drugs. You are more important than some of my drugs. You're more important than my marijuana. I'm more important than the drug that is on track for legalization throughout the United States. That's barely a drug, Dad. That's why you're more important than it. it does not bring me much income any longer. I did not want to have to do this, but I need your love, and I am willing to do anything to get it. It's not that I don't love you. I love making money. If you can make me more money than my heroin or my cocaine, I will love you the most. I have hidden your heroin. I have hidden your cocaine. I have hidden your crack pipe. You will not find them until I am loved. You drive a hard bargain. All right, kid. Would you like to throw a baseball in the backyard? Are you going to be there to catch it this time? Sure. Come here. Give me a, a hug with your arms. I've never done that before. Come on, kid. Oh my gosh. Uh, am I squeezing too tight? No. Oh, this is everything. Oh, Dad, I love you. Uh, I'm only going to say this once, so remember it years from now. I love you too, son. Dad, I have. I will tell you where I've hidden your drugs. Yeah, you better fucking tell me, because otherwise I'm going to gouge your eyes out right here, you little motherfucker. Oh, I know you mean that with love. Yeah, I want to touch your velvet. Ooh, ooh, yeah. I'm gonna touch your velvet. Love the way you feel when you rub against me. Feels like one of my sexy Mike Pence dreams. Slightly sweaty, but still undeniable. Can't stop touching you, you're so pliable. Ooh, ooh, yeah. I want to touch your velvet. Girl, you make me damp. It's the middle of July. I need something lighter in the summertime. Got a glow going. Yeah, I'm dripping wet. Cannot take you off because we aren't there yet. Ooh, ooh, yeah. I'm gonna touch your velvet. Willy Wonka, Doctor Who, Little Richard, Django, Austin Powers, 
Christian Bale, Joe Pesci, Prince Hell Yeah, oh, oh yeah, I'm gonna touch your velvet. My last lady was Relora, cheap imitation, nothing like you and your whole situation. Wanna roll around on you and get your glossy sheen, gonna put myself right into your sexy pile weave, ooh, ooh yeah, I wanna touch your velvet, ooh, ooh yeah. I'm gonna touch your velvet. Sir, you need to stop touching that velvet. Put it down, let it go. Walk away from the velvet. From the second you stepped into my Joann's Fabric Store, you've been writhing around with my products on the floor. You're scaring the customers, they're actively complaining. I've asked you to leave, and now my patience is fading. You stroke it, you buy it, that's the Joann's Fabric policy. When I formed you of this, you screamed it through a small hissy. This escalated quickly, first you did a weird dance. When I looked back again, you weren't wearing any pants. Sir, you need to stop touching that velvet. You're not allowed to have sex with the velvet. In the comfort of your home, I don't care what you do. If you make love to fabric, then more power to you. But pay for it first and get the hell out of the shop. You're fucking my inventory and you're gonna have to stop. All right, that's enough. I'm taking this away. Didn't think I'd have to play tug of war when I woke up today. Let go of your side. Give me the velvet. Gonna have to clean it off before I reshelve it. Whoa, that's soft. I'm clutching onto velvet. My God, now I get it. I wanna touch the velvet. I was pissed a moment ago, but now I totally get it. All that stuff I said, you can go and forget it. I can't fault your behavior, even if it was drastic. Make room for one more, this feels fucking fantastic. I'm gonna get fired, but I don't give a shit. Rubbing velvet on my skin, and I'm never gonna quit. Just a couple of dudes rolling around with some cloth. It's got us both going crazy, like light for a moth. Mmm, oh yeah. We're both touching this velvet. Someone called the cops, but at least I have this velvet. Ooh, oh yeah, I wanna touch the velvet. Ooh, oh yeah, I'm gonna touch the velvet. Welcome to Crossbow University. That's right, Crossbow University, where you can enroll in our new programs for dead and dying students. Today we have with us Lieutenant Commander D.B. McInerney from the U.S. Space Force. Lieutenant Commander McInerney is in charge of designing the underwear for our brand new spacemen. Lieutenant Commander, please enlighten us. Students, it is an honor to be here today to talk about my Space Force underwear crafting. I want to say a few words of inspiration first. When I was your age... I never dreamed of making the rank of lieutenant commander. Turns out, it's not very difficult to be a lieutenant commander. You get promoted really quickly because there's not actually that many people designing underwear, and since the rank ups are kind of lateral, you'll get like all the promotions in your department if you're the only one who does what you do. So it's pretty sweet. Uh, I liked being the sergeant of underwear making, but now being lieutenant commander of underwear making is actually even better. Also, with Space Force being new, they were just practically handing out promotions. Seriously, on the first day, it was like, hey, anybody want to be colonel? And Scott raised his hand, so Scott became the colonel. It was pretty sweet. Good time to get in on the whole thing. Anyway, the underwear making. So you might be asking yourselves, how do you design underwear that holds up in space? 
Because as you know, one of the biggest problems with space travel, zero gravity, your underwear can literally be ripped off of your body, exposing your naked taint to the unforgiving wasteland of space. Well, it turns out you can use synthetic material that holds up under zero gravity. Sounds simple, really. But I was the one who did it. And so that's why they made me Lieutenant Colonel. And also the only other guy who I worked with, Johnny, uh, he left pretty quickly because he actually transferred into counterintelligence. Which is a really funny job in the Space Force because, like, we don't know of any other intelligent life. So he literally sits playing Minecraft on his computer all day long. Anyway, I gotta run. We're gonna play dominoes down at the Taqueria soon. But, uh, listen, I hope I inspired you today. You can do whatever you want with your lives. Even making underwear. And you, too, can someday be in Space Force. Like, literally, there's no application or anything. You could just wander into the building and we'll find something for you to do. It's a really good time. All right. You kids take care. I'm returning this cup of sugar that I borrowed last week. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Stephen. You didn't use any of the sugar. This cup is still full. This is different sugar. The first sugar I, I, I used, I had an army of flies that I need to feed. Um, but I have had a chance to go to the store. So this is different sugar. Stephen, you didn't have to do that. You're welcome to have small amounts of ingredients for whatever purpose you need, baking, raising your army of flies. But thank you. That was very thoughtful of you to replace my sugar. I'll, uh, I'll take this back. This hasn't been near the flies, has it? Not been anywhere near my army. I was wondering while I'm here, the flies are ready to have their babies to raise the next generation. I was wondering if you might have a dead animal I could borrow. Well, I do like to be accommodating and I did have to shoot the large dog this morning. Oh no, you had to shoot Marxy? Marxy bit Stephanie really hard and she's in the hospital. Well, Marxy had to go bye-bye. How is Stephanie looking? She's also probably gonna have to go bye-bye. I wouldn't want her to be in more pain, and I can't afford too many days in the hospital for little Stephanie, so you know how it is. Oh, that's a commentary on the healthcare system more than anything. Yeah, I'll definitely blog about this at some point. That's why I'm raising the army of flies, you know. To uh, overthrow the, the government? Overthrowing the government with flies. Well, if you need anything, I'm willing to help in any way I can. Sure, sure. If you happen to have some spare time, rigging up hundreds and hundreds of tiny exploding fly suicide vests is really where I'm running into a bottleneck at the moment. All right, well, um, I'll free up Tuesday. How does that sound? And make you hundreds of thousands of miniature fly suicide vests. Oh, that would really be a load off my mind. And if Stephanie takes a turn for the worse, send her on over and we'll incubate the next batch. This episode of There'll Be Crossbows is brought to you by Fabian's Fabric Factory. Here at Fabian's Fabric Factory, we specialize in unusual fabrics of all kinds. If you can't find it anywhere else, you can find it at Fabian's. Do you need horse leather? We've got it at Fabian's. Looking for that hideous fabric that's on your grandmother's couch? We've got it at Fabian's. Need a shimmering fabric made entirely out of cicada wings? You can find it at Fabian's. And new in the month of September, visit our new human leather wing. You can find it at Fabian's. Hey folks, it's James here with an Amazon product review. This week, John sent me the Saria Church Backstage Model Velvet Curtains Hall Decor Drapes. 
This is a very large red velvet curtain with an elaborate ornate cross on the front and frills around at the top and bottom. It is very fancy. It is intended to hang in a church behind the altar to make the church look more churchy. Look, I bet you think you already know where I'm going to go with this. I'm going to talk about how I used these, started my own church. It was the Church of James. Things got really wild. Nah, that's not me. I had no interest in organizing any sort of religion because I have seen what organized religion can do, and it is scary. So I decided to use this in the least scary way possible. I replaced my shower curtain with this giant red velvet curtain. It's not actually an ideal shower curtain because you know how your shower curtain usually is made of vinyl or something that uh, repels water. This just sops it up. So at the end of the shower, you have this giant soaking velvet curtain. But it did make me feel super fancy when I was in the shower. I was like, oof, I could get used to this luxury. Uh, My trouble started when I exited the shower. I uh, opened the curtain and there were four people in my bathroom all holding hymnals open, looking at me expectantly as I was standing there naked and wet from my shower. And I realized that because I had used a church curtain, I had somehow assembled a small congregation. So I was caught a little bit unawares, but I, you know, fired off a quick sermon, yada yada, word of God this, and love thy neighbor that. Uh, They seemed happy, and uh, they stuck around my house a little bit having coffee and cookies after the service but then soon left. The next day, my congregation had doubled in size, and the day after, I had about 30 people. They were packed in the bathroom and spilling out into the living room and office, and I don't even know how these people are getting in the house. I finally decided this has gone too far. I ripped down the shower curtains, and I exited the back door of my apartment to take them to the dumpster, and I was immediately confronted by a large mob of my angry parishioners, all holding burning torches. I dropped the curtain and I took off running. The angry mob followed, shouting things like, Heretic! And burn him! I was able to shake the mob, and so far, they have not returned to my house. So, I gotta be honest, I don't know what to make of this product. I don't know what you're going to use it for, but I would just say, proceed with caution on this one. Uh, Things can get out of control pretty quickly. Uh, Let's say two stars. Oh, Warren, this is the best hotel I've ever been in. Well, it should be. It cost $8,000 a night. Oh, my goodness. Warren, you sure know how to spoil a girl. Yes, well, tonight's a special night. Do you know why? Of course I know why. Good. I didn't want to tell you, so as long as we both know, let's... Let's not say it out loud. Make it less special that way. So we're not going to talk about the premiere of your pornographic video? The premiere of my pornographic video? Why, I had thought tonight was special for an entirely different reason, which I will now say. You see, I thought tonight was special because it was your twin brother's birthday, Archibald, who died many years ago, but whom we still remember fondly to this day. Turns out we had very different ideas for what made this night special. I guess it goes to show you we should always say outright why the night is special before we assume the other one already knows. It is true, Warren. I had hoped you would remember my twin brother's birthday. As being his twin, that means it also is my birthday. And hopefully you would have ideally led with that. All right, great. I'm going to stop the scene there.
Um, so great work from these two. Um, this is pretty advanced stuff they were doing for level two improv. I just kind of want to hear from the class of what they thought these two did well and um, what could have gone a little better in that scene. Yeah, I didn't see any weapons in that scene. Yeah, it's funny when they have a weapon like a gun. You can just make one with two fingers. Uh, yeah, nobody died in that scene and that sucked. Okay, that's all valid criticism. You know, let's hear from the actors. Um, John, how was that for you to play that scene? Uh, that was great. Uh, I do wish that I had uh, pulled out a weapon and uh, shot uh, the character of Warren so that he would die, because I think that would be interesting. All right, folks, that is going to wrap up today's episode, but I hope that the memory of listening to it drapes upon you all day like a thick velvet cape. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And if you enjoyed it, tell a friend about the podcast. We'd love to have them listen. Or come hang out with us on Facebook at the Crossbow Club, where we post bonus content and chat with you directly. It's super cool and fun. Until next week, may everything in your life be as soft and delicate as the fine touch of velvet. <laughs>